You're a growing business with ambitious plans, but something is holding you back. Quite often, it's the systems you use to run your business. Set the stage for growth. Switch to Intact IQ's ERP software. It will streamline and automate your business processes, improve decision-making, and save valuable time. Time you can use to focus on innovation and growth. Switch to Intact. Ignite business growth. Visit intactsoftware.com to find out more. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Right, and that's a red light there, Declan. That's just, you know, if you haven't yeah, seen yeah. one before, just so you know it's on. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, talk, everybody. It's useful for you to know. Uh, you're very welcome back. Don't know what you're standing in. For Sean today, this is the Moncrief Show and News Talk 106 to 108. 5306 for your text, 1230 cent. Um, emails to afternoon at newstalk.com. And, uh, and hopefully we can get very serious about these serious yes. issues no, we yes. have to address it's for me. now. Um, yes, uh, we are joined by Declan and Barbara's office, so you think you're an adult. Hello. Uh, hello. How are we all? Welcome. Are we all well? Welcome, <laughs> Barbara. Welcome, Declan. Yeah, I'm good. Good. Well, yeah, happy days. Ready to, to give out <laughs> great we're advice. All, we're Ruin always people's lives. Good. We're like good girl guides. Be all of. Do you know what I noticed looking down through all these? There's a bit of a kind of an asking for a friend theme running through them. There's like oh. my friend's weight, my friend's lack of nerve, uh, my friend's want me to go on a date. You know, yeah. people, yeah, people are very kind They're of. They're all um, interfering then. Yeah. yeah. You could just well, answer all of go. them yeah. as saying, just, tell yeah. them to keep well, their nose to themselves. We just leave a note. We could just play songs off an iPod. <laughs> no, we won't do that. No. You know, uh, right, number That's one. really devaluing our very sage no, I just our couldn't advice <laughs> and our yeah. qualifications. As yes. people will pick up on this a bit. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> just a lot of mention of friends <laughs> going on. That's all. Um, so this person says, I'm worried about my friend's weight gain. She's gone from a size 12 to a size 20 over the last two years. She's becoming more and more reluctant to come out with us, even if we're just meeting up for a walk and a coffee. I've asked her if she's OK, but she keeps saying she's fine. I can tell she's not happy. I've known her for more than 20 years and I'm worried that she's eating to compensate her unhappiness. Uh, maybe just isn't my place. So interesting one. This that that. Covid did a lot of people did gain a lot of weight during Covid, didn't they? That was one of the kind. I don't of know things. if a lot of people gained a lot of weight, but certainly, you know, I think uh, yes, definitely, some people did gain some weight. Other people lost weight because they were out really? more and they were exercising more and they were out in fresh air more. You know, when life slowed down, so I don't yeah. think it was necessarily. Uh, I don't think a lot of people, but I certainly think some people did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this this letter is interesting because the last line of it, the last the question is maybe. Is this my maybe this is my place? Is this my place or isn't it, it my isn't place? place yeah, no, and <laughs> you know, it kind of is your place, and yet it isn't your place either. Yeah. Um. Because as a friend, like it's definitely your place to be concerned about a friend who you think isn't happy or maybe is having some kind of mental health issues, and my, you know, it's your job as a friend to provide support and comfort and whatever else uh, that you need. So that is your place, but. Um, as someone who like is still overweight but used to be more overweight um, it's not like your weight is not something that necessarily is an indicator of unhappiness in itself or of a mental health issue in itself um, and that's what worries me about this letter um, because you know you, you put on weight as you said during COVID like it can be not, not during COVID or not during COVID can be really easy <laughs> it's oh, a yeah. simple matter um, and it, as I say uh, it, it isn't necessarily 
a sign that you're eating your feelings or that you're having some yeah. kind of, of serious issue. And that's what I'd have a problem with here. Um, so, you know, um, my advice would be to stop focusing on the weight of your friend as some kind of outward manifestation that something's going wrong. And look at the un the other indicators that you've kind of mentioned, but not given as much weight <laughs> to. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the fact that she said she, the, the writer says that the friend is reluctant to go yeah. out for a walk or, or for a coffee. Um, and that I know she's unhappy. I've known her for 20 years. But that's not enough. Like, why do you think she's unhappy? If What I would like this letter writer to do is park the thing of the weight. Park the fact that she's now a size 20. That's none of your business. None of your concern. She doesn't need your judgment around that. Other than that, what are the indicators that are making you concerned about her? And, um, you know, she doesn't want to go out for a walk. Well, you know, that's why she's put on weight because she doesn't want to go out for a walk. That's part of the reason perhaps why she's put on weight. It's not necessarily an indicator that's something up. So I think as your friend, your duty is to look more holistically yeah. at this person and try and maybe certainly, you know, delve down a little bit and find out if there is something going on. But at the same time, you cannot fix, in inverted commas, somebody who doesn't either want to be fixed or doesn't have a problem. So I just dial it down a little bit right. because I think a lot of this is coming from the fact that my friend gained weight so there must be something up which or, I think I would yeah. have a problem with. The 12, size 12 to tw size 20. Is that... Is it's up a, a few sizes, yeah. <laughs> is it a fairly 14, substantial bit It's up three, four sizes, yeah. But again, you know, I'm just conscious of the fact that, like, how does she know the friend was definitely a size 12 to be? Yeah, and like, isn't that, even that, is, it does seem like, like a, a big jump over two years and yes it might be a, 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 an indication of of something physically that's not going yeah. well but it can also be something that happens to people at a particular time in, in yeah. their life I mean most people as they get older yeah. you know you do get to a point where it's just it's harder to shift yeah. the little bit of weight that you put on because you're, you're not as active as you were when yeah. you're in your 20s or in your 30s maybe you know if you have children there's loads of reasons why women's bodies change and it's interesting to me that that this conversation about oh I'm worried about my friend putting weight on is one I've heard a lot whereas you don't tend to hear the one oh I'm really worried about my friend who's gone from a size 20 down to a size 12 over two years yeah. and, and she doesn't seem to be going out running you know yeah. you know the health underlying both yeah. of those things would be the same concern or a rapid change in your body is now, it is, yeah. you know without you know link to particular kind of lifestyle change is of concern. But yet ways. again, just to take your analogy further, if she went from a size 12 to a size 10, she'd actually be being congratulated. Well, she would, exactly yeah. what I'm Absolutely, saying. It's yeah, a bit like, but you also would be like, you know, oh look, Adele went from a size 20 down yeah. to a size, you know, oh look at her, she must she's be so great. happy. You know. I'm just trying to wonder what to do though. I mean, if she's worried about her friend and, and thinks she is unhappy, there is, I don't know if Judy Care is the right phrase, but you, you do need to kind of just well I think that Barbara said it there that you do you do you do have to be yeah. friends to people but you don't judge people based on like but you need to open yourself up a bit don't you? you need to kind of gently say anything you want to talk to me about I'm assuming or... this, this, this is from a woman as well but I think that you know certainly and I can only speak as a woman obviously but women's friendships yeah, you know, part of the whole deal about being a friend is to be able to listen and to talk. Yeah. And we do, women generally tend to talk about our feelings more easily and freer amongst each other, perhaps than some men do. Um, so I think that my advice here is, yeah, 
continue to be her friend, continue to kind of keep an eye on what's going on, continue to listen. Listening is really important. Sometimes I feel that from some of these questions are coming from kind of control freaks who are like, don't like the fact that she's put on weight, so I need to talk to her and I need to make sure she's okay. You can't manage somebody else no matter how much you love them, you know. So you've got yeah. to be there. You've got to listen. You've got to watch for other signs. But I would just say take your eyes off the weight gain. That's not necessarily a problem. Indicator, okay. yeah. 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 So be open and try and talk and see see what more you can and find listen, out really. Listen. 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 Exactly. 53106 uh, for text if you have any further advice on that. This next one from um, a guy who says, I'm a 30 year old single male. I'm not going to say I'm one of those who's happily single people, but I am looking and I don't think I'll be alone forever, hopefully. However, one thing that's really pissing me off at the moment are my friends constantly asking me about who I'm dating. Is anyone on the scene? And basically speaking down to me like some sort of loser. I hate that it seems to be their default question now. Um, how do I tell them to mind their own business without being an arse? That's just Keith. Keith the loser. <laughs> <laughs> just it's, joking. It's just fairly joking. over for Keith. 30. <laughs> I'd give up now. Yeah, listen. I'd like yeah. to distance myself from those yeah. comments. The bus is gone, Keith. Again, this kind of relates to the last question in that way that there's, you know, somebody else looking at a different human being and piling all kind of judgment onto yeah. them from where they are, whatever. Of course, this is, this is, he, this, Keith is writing going, my friends are all asking me, you know, is there somebody on the scene? Where does that come from? Like, you know, are you single? It's it's like there are people who believe that they're, they won't be happy until they know exactly what label and what box to put other people in. And then once they have them in that box, they won't be happy until they're, they're setting them off down a path, a predetermined path that they themselves can relate to. Yeah. Well, simultaneously, we live in a world where everybody's kind of talking the language of inclusion diversity, and diversity yeah. and, and kind of getting our heads around the idea that people are different and have individual desires and needs and, and, and by definition, individual paths. Yeah. So the two things don't really match together and it's kind of weird. So it, it leaves people like Keith in this awkward situation where there's always going to be somebody asking that awkward question. So you either find a way to handle, you know, to answer the question. I mean, I suppose this is getting to the, the nub of what he's saying. You either find a way to answer the question in a polite way or you dismiss it with the same level of kind of con- condescension and disdain to which the question has been given to you. I mean, because look, it happens to a lot of famous women. If you watch MTV interviews and that kind of stuff, there's always, you know, you know, Britney Spears or Rihanna or whatever being asked, you know, who's the, you know, your latest boyfriend and are they going to come and tour with you and all this kind of stuff. And people sticking their snouts into people's relationships yeah. because they want to believe that everybody's on the same road down towards first you meet and then you get married. Yeah. And then, you know, and it's all this, you know, you to be in the same box as us. Why yeah. are you not in the same Why box as us? Why are you not in the same box as me in the worldview that I have? And that's really what I'm saying. The, the, the people who are asking those questions have not yet developed the sensitivity to realise that the question is not unacceptable, but it's insensitive to a point. Yeah. And therefore, it needs to be responded to in a way that either cuts it off or points out that it's... it's yeah, I mean, I, I, I broadly agree. Um, and, you know, I, I hear I hear Keith, uh, I hear his... I feel Very his strange pain. to put his actual name there, isn't it? Yeah, no, fair, fair play <laughs> to him. Keith the loser. Fair yeah. play to him, Keith. Um, no, because I know I was the last of my friends to to uh, couple up, as it were. Um, and I had, the, I had the added kind of um, disadvantage in, in inverted commas of being a single parent. And I, I remember always being, because I'm quite an extrovert person, um, I always think I'm well able to kind of hold my own in situations but I was 
shocked at how unnerved not all of my friends but certainly some of my friends were by the fact that I seemed to be this kind of like swing and hinge that nobody really knew what to be doing with and uh, like I knew <sighs> oh, a lot dinner of them parties. and I got a lot of that like you know now I know somebody or you know mm. my friend knows somebody and I think he, you might be and I was like at that stage I hated men I had no interest in, in being in a relationship but I was shocked at how much what you just described is actually real is that people don't really accept you as being a fully formed human if you don't have a significant other in There's a distrust of single people. Yes. It's just really you weird distrust. People. Yeah, you're, kind oh, of you're on your tent. own and I'm yeah. with somebody. Yeah. Somehow your, you know, singleness is a threat to my couple or something. And it's unbalancing really everything. Weird. And it is weird. So, I mean, I think Keith isn't imagining things, but, you know, as you said, it's not him that's potentially being the arse. It's his friends who are being the arse. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, because, like, you know, again, coming back to judgment, like everybody's living their own life and if Keith is happy unless Keith is kind of crying to all his friends saying oh I really want to be in a relationship and help and give me some advice or pointers or you know he's not doing that so leave Keith alone exactly but I do think... isn't it funny the language as well around it we, we, again we're going back to what I was saying about how we live in a world where we can kind of accept the idea of diversity but we can't accept yes. the idea of people describing their lives in diverse ways yes. we can't get our heads around the fact that somebody might say um, I don't want to get married yeah. it's, not, it's not for yeah. me yeah. I don't want children I don't want to be in a relationship yeah. I'm happy with just kind of going out with myself thanks yeah. very much I'm people enough. get freaked out by that because that's... it's some sort of, it, it, like, it unsettles their, their world view when you go so and you've maybe. got to think so they wonder what's it, he going to say though? well he could but, say that you know he's happy going out with himself yeah but I also think what he has to because I think very often and especially in a group situation where there's more than one friend so there's like say two couples and Keith and they're kind of giving Keith a bit of like you know what are you doing now Keith and are you, you know have you met anybody and what's going on and all the rest of it and I think the temptation from somebody like Keith is to kind of laugh it off and say yeah, no yeah grand yeah just laugh it off while inside he's raging so I think what he needs to do is put on his serious face and just tell them no he'll keep them posted yeah. if there's any developments they will be the first to know but in the interim if they'd actually just shut up because it's actually doing it. He needs to kind of say that at least once. Yeah. They need to know. Very often it's how messages are delivered. Do you know, I think sometimes we can, because you're feeling a bit on the back foot, you can kind of downplay them and go, yeah, I know, but just leave me alone. I'm grand. But actually, if you put your serious face on, look people straight in the eye and say, I'll let you know. So they know you're actually steely behind the like. And you say, I'll let you know as soon as there's any developments. But until there is, you can all back off, back into your own boxes. I'm Grant. The, the difficulty with that, though, is that you end up in a situation where you appear to be defensive and then you appear to have a problem yeah, because you're defensive. Yeah. When, you know, the whole thing is ridiculous because it seems to me that for the majority of people, they would rather you, I and everybody else in the world to be in a relationship that's not functioning well rather than being single. Oh, and that right. says a lot about people's idea about single people. And I think so from that point of view, you, it's more the positive side of being single that single people need to celebrate. They need to be but I don't listened think, to I when think... they say, I'm happy being single. End yeah, but you know, yeah, what was the, who was it that coined the phrase, the smug married? Um, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I do think that, that, that people who are in relationships, whether you're married or not, tend to think, well, we have Nirvana because, yes. you know, we've met the one and all this baloney that goes with all of that kind of thing that you describe. But it's really boring if you're the person that is hearing this nonsense every time you go out with your mates that you're having, you know, so that's the other thing. Like, it's boring. Shut yeah. up. 
You're very welcome back. Um, we've Declan and Barbara with us to say think you're an adult. Answering your questions, 53106 is the text number cost 30 cents if you get in touch with us today. And once again, you managed to skate right by the, the red light there. Uh, I managed to, did I? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just not um, used to being he's in not the much, studio. He's not really very fresh. I'm one of those people <laughs> who just, when the ad breaks arrive, you I go have, to a parallel I universe. Am. Which could crash all the worlds at any yeah, moment. I'm leaving you You're on your own here. Even though I was talking as well, you're brass. I have. I'm you got sorry. Twice. I yes. Um, just I'm a, on the text, a few, a few texts on that. One, I think uh, you might have something to say about. One, um, obviously there's something going on. She needs to ask her, uh, does she need to talk about anything else that might be concerning her without focusing on the weight gain? It's kind of what you were saying from Anya. But this listener, Anne, says, there's far too much tolerance for excessive weight gain. It's a very serious health issue which causes a wide spectrum of problems as we get older. Cardiac problems, diabetes and many, many more which necessitate medications and pressure on the health services. That's true, but, but is it the friends? I don't think that. Say you go up to a friend you know. going, you know, what's wrong with you? You're going to have a heart attack, you have diabetes. It's the, we're talking about the, bef- the, the part before that, uh-huh. the bit where somebody is in a situation where, like, yes, we all know about our own health obligations to ourselves and we all know those things. Other people coming and pointing out what you're doing wrong whether it's smoking and drinking or whether it's not going for runs and walks. There's also just a huge amount, and it's what I was trying to say, of judgment around weight. And there's also a huge, um, people mix up being overweight. Now, I'm not talking about being grossly and seriously overweight where your you know mobility is impaired and stuff like that. And being fit. You can not conform to what is perceived to be a standard good size. You can be a bit beyond that and you can still be fit and it's fitness is what will determine things like diabetes heart disease and all the rest of it like that but it's this we have to conform everybody into a size 12 mm. body shapes are different mm-hmm. people's body like that BMI rubbish that still is out there is to me absolute total and utter nonsense I'm 6 foot tall my daughter's 6 foot 2 my other daughter's 5 foot 11 we've been overweight <laughs> even when we weren't overweight None of us can go into a GP surgery without being told you need to lose weight. Mm. When, you know, we're not going to weigh the same as somebody who is shorter than us. Um, And that's never going to be the case. We are bigger. So like there is, I take that woman's point, obviously, as somebody who gave herself diabetes from being overweight, but really from being unfit more than anything else. Um, I I understand what she's trying to say. But there is this societal mix up between being fit and being fat. Um, And, you know, we don't, it's like what you were saying about people's lifestyle choices or life choices. You know, our bodies are as diverse as, yeah, as every other bit of us is, is yeah. diverse. End yeah. of end of sermon. May your God go with and you. And on, on the, the, the guy who's uh, single and his friends, um, a listener says, it used to drive me nuts when people used to ask me when I was getting married. Um, I started to retort uh, that I wasn't old enough and I wasn't, also I wasn't ready to have sex yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know him. <laughs> Shut them up. Uh, the other thing is, you can say you're getting plenty of sex. You don't need to get married or yeah. have a relationship. You're grand. Yeah, Mary says, uh, I'm a female of a similar age in a similar situation as the bloke's problem. Happy single, but could be available to wreck his friend's heads at dinner parties talking about our open relationship. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> they that could sounds just, like a plan. They could just, of course, just meet each other. Yes. They? We could put them in touch after the show. Um, oh. So on the, the rambling boss, this is an odd one now. I like I this. Head around this. Uh, my boss 
Ross can be one to ramble in meetings and to be honest it's often hard to follow what he's saying or figure out where he's going with a point. The good thing is that this is common knowledge around the office. However, I report directly to him and I feel like he's getting very frustrated with me asking questions and constantly following up on every direction. I'm afraid he'll think I'm bad at my job or not competent enough in work. Any advice now to balance being the easy colleague with doing my job well desperate desperate in capital letters desperate that means she's definitely really desperate yeah I love this letter actually because I think we all know people like this do you know people who ramble around and who you talk to about anything not necessarily even in a work environment and you come away number one exhausted number two feeling like somebody has actually melted your brain and number three none the wiser about whatever it is that you were talking about I'm always amazed at people who can manage to make a lot of noise with a lot of words and yet actually say in fact I think I might know this woman's boss (laughs) but um, my limited experience uh, is that very often these people who do that do that because they haven't a clue because they're out of their depth and they know they're kind of engaging in a lot of smoke and mirrors and nonsense because they're not really too sure what it is they're trying to deliver Um, so my advice and what I would suggest to to this woman is I think it's a woman rather than leaving it till the end of the meeting with them or whenever and then going back and looking for clarification as he's speaking try and get clarification in other words if there's a big long <gasps> rambling message no oh god oh interrupt god. yeah I mean if you well I mean it depends on the thing but if he's rambly <laughs> rambly rambly I think it's quite acceptable if you say hang on a minute can I just be sure of what you're saying there are you saying blah 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 or are you saying blah 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 <laughs> and I think that's better than going away from the meeting and then going back with a list of questions which will pee him off. But I think if you do it at the time, it might, it might, I I wouldn't be hopeful of this, but it might teach him to be a little bit more succinct and directed to the point. Um, And the other thing is that, as I say, I would suspect he's an idiot. So I would suspect that if you could try and seek a bit of clarification and then just use your own initiative, he'd probably be delighted with you. Well, Declan, I think you're you're shaking my head. You were were very animated there for a moment. I was animated because I can't imagine that giving somebody uh, who's been talking a lot during a meeting the green light to talk more during a meeting when most meetings that people have anybody that works in an office will know that most of the stuff that's said in meetings is pointless it's just blah 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 and it's kind of a hierarchical thing that the person who's running the meeting or the boss just blah 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 I don't think necessarily that the, bo- the boss is stupid I think the boss <laughs> is being just kind of being the boss kind of just blah 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 saying fill in his own time because it's his time and not your time you're under my time kind of that level of power but whether he's stupid or not is it not a good idea to c- call him out on it a little bit by saying sorry hang on a minute but are that's you kind saying of this the root of the problem. That? the root of the problem is, is that what this, this worker is trying to say is I have a problem with the boss who's bad at communicating and in order for me to actually do the job that they want me to do even though I'm not really sure what what the the ask is I have to go back in some way and get clarification and that very ask of clarification makes me look like I'm the stupid one and not him Maybe I took it up wrong but what I took from her letter was that because she talked about consistently or constantly following up Yeah. so I took the impression that she'd leave the meeting go and think about it and then go back and say and therefore just making the whole thing a more drawn out from his perspective a more drawn out uh, kind of painful exercise whereas if you do it at the time when he's supposedly meant to be delivering the instruction or whatever it is that he wants you to do that to do it then would be better than coming back to your desk and going well hang on I really don't understand what he wants me to do there and then going back in looking for clarification which he's moved on now to confusing somebody else uh, yeah okay fair enough but there's also the, the, the chance that when they're having the meeting that th- 
the chances are that she just will never be able to understand his style of communication in that way. So, what does she do so then? maybe they just what need to find they need to find a new way of communicating that yeah. isn't him sitting there man spreading in the boardroom, blathering on about whatever they're blathering on about, and instead, can we do this by email? Can we, you know, is there a document you can send he's me? He's the boss. He's just going to say no. Well, because email requires him to get his that. thoughts together and type them out. He's not going to do that if he's Ill, if he's completely and utterly incoherent in his delivery. He, he couldn't potentially just be very, very intelligent. One There's always well, you see, I believe, I believe. Here comes one of Barbara's like, yeah, oh, here very, we go, very here insightful we go. philosophical points. I believe intelligence is a circle. So when you get to really intelligence, you're only a step away from being really stupid. Right, it goes around. <laughs> <laughs> like through space this time. This is fairly groundbreaking. Is, is, I like it though. Yeah, yeah. Like it. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, always, it's always worked yeah. for me. I like to be in the middle. <laughs> right. Then I think I'm oh, actually you more... You think you're at the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're at the end, Barbara. There's no end of a circle. It's infinite. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Did you not go to... No, do you know what Nobody I mean? knows where you know, you know, yeah. like I'm down yeah. here somewhere. I'm at six o'clock. And it's when you get to 12 o'clock it all meets. Anybody here who studies math is banging their head off the table yeah. going pi or squared, Barbara. See, I just proved it. I shot myself in the foot. Uh, thanks for reading out my text. I'm a man. Haha. <laughs> Says one texter. Um, yeah. Who's the man? The weight fella giving the lecture? Uh, no idea. I had a boss who used to give out vague aspirational projects and then go mad when you didn't do his thinking for him. That you is see, that's what I'm trying thing, to say. I think that he's just lazy and I think he's also, he perhaps yeah. is choosing I not think, to be intelligent. But, but I think, I think one of the important things about work is that, you know, allowing people the kind of the, the latitude to be flaky or to be loose in either their instruction or, or their they kind of... the. the the boundaries of what is your responsibility and my responsibility right, yeah. is it allows for all kinds of corruptions and all kinds of uh, bad working relationships. I think that the the, the, light, the the letter writer here would be well within their rights to find a way, carefully phrased, to suggest different ways of communicating about work and possibly to phrase it in a way that suggests that they I don't think she has the power to do wait, that. Wait, 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 Barbara. They I must correct you here. Yeah. Okay. He... Oh, sorry, he. Yeah, yeah he, that's, think, that's he who texted. Sorry. Oh, Thanks sorry. Okay, text, I beg your I am pardon. a man. Sorry, excuse me that. There we <laughs> okay. go. Sorry, I get <laughs> well, it now. I don't think their gender has anything to do with it, but I do yeah, think, true. I do yeah. think true. that. See, like, I live in a patriarchy, I, so I, I assume that the underlings... You know that? I can't. Well, I don't think he's going to have the power to yeah. say to the boss, we need to communicate differently. Well, no, I you think don't the boss say like that. You go, would it not be faster for you or easier for you if we did it this way? You just go, no. Yeah. Because he, he's not very... I, I, I'm starting to lean at you on the not very bright thing. The aspirational <laughs> text gave me that. Yeah. That kind of rang true. Well, I know people like that. The other thing which like I'd say to our friend, him who did doomed. clarify who yeah. he was, um, is that there is a possibility, because I would be a bit guilty of this, of him, the underling, yeah. want to a better word, looking for constant reaff- like, um, reaffirma- reconfirmation or that reassurance, you're doing, yeah. reassurance yeah. that yeah. you're doing the right thing. And I think that can start to annoy people as well. You know, even... For the even the thing of doing, look, I did that. You know, I did that there. Look, I did that, and then I did this, and then yeah. I did that. The but bo- that's that, all down to management styles, and, and fund, fundamentally, no, though, no, no, that I'm is what a manager about, is for. No, no, I'm not talking about the manager. I'm talking about him who did write in, constantly looking for reassurance. Maybe he should just get on with it and yeah. do it. Maybe a listener might have some advice. Five, three, one, or six. I, I'm thinking of one of those old Roman kind of scribes, somebody who follows you around all the time, writing down what you say. <laughs> if you get one of them for the boss, then. You have a tandem to him. That was, the, like, that was a secretary in my day. That was called a secretary. I prefer the kind of Roman thing. Yeah, person like in a, toga. a toga. Oh, all that kind but of stuff. Like, it's just it's like cooler. Laurel leaves on there. Yeah, it's yeah. cooler. 
Barefoot. Yeah. Kind of sexy. It's lovely. Great. See, I knew that's where you were going. Yeah. So, my friend doesn't have a backbone. I thought this was going to be a touching uh, hospital type <laughs> thing. But no. <laughs> um, friends are jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a pet of any. Yeah, you can. Oh. Uh, I have a friend who's going through some family stuff right now. At the beginning, I was very emphatic and tried to be just a shoulder to cry on and give impartial advice. However, this drama is going on way longer than necessary. And I've told her time and time again, she needs to com- confront the issue head on. She keeps saying, I can't, and lets it run on. I want to call her out, tell her she's lacking backbone, and explain that if he does not sort this out soon, I am done. Am I cold, or is this the right thing? I, yeah, now? I think if she doesn't sort this out, I think that, that's a type of in that thing. But, All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, look. So... The bottom line here is that there. It, this relates back to our first question. Does it? Friends are not there to fix other people's lives. This friend is sitting in in kind of judgment while at the same time pretending that they're being empathetic and giving advice when in fact what they just want to do is get that issue off the table so they can move on to presumably talking about themselves or whatever it is. Whatever it is. And that's fine and good. We all have a bit of that, you know. But the bottom line is, is that you're not, you, you know, your job isn't to kind of go, look, we already talked about this in February and I gave you the advice and if you haven't executed the advice I've given you and sorted that problem out, we've got no time for that problem anymore. Some problems in life do go on and on and on and on. Some relationships in life are fraught with all kinds of difficulties that, fine, you don't have a backbone, you don't stand up to your bossy sister or your, you know, your grumpy dad or whatever it is, and you don't resolve that in a way that a dispassionate observer thinks is appropriate. Doesn't mean that you're not actually doing something, you know, in your own way. So I think it's a bit kind of, it's a bit rich to be kind of so clinical about the, 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 you know, this is the, the road you're meant to be on and and this is the solution that we discussed and you didn't do that, so therefore I'm done. The bottom line is that sometimes listening to other people talk about their lives is relentless <laughs> and goes on. He's getting very on and on again. And on and life can be tough. <laughs> life can be very tough. <laughs> and some lives are very boring. <laughs> You've just turned into my mother over there. That's kind of she's saying, life can be tough. And who never said life would be fair? Yeah, it's not going to be fair necessarily. Do you know what? That's the way it is. It is that's that's the just the way it is. Just Move the on. the way it is. Get yeah, on. He's like, oh man. You need a rocking chair over there. Like, I kind of agree with you, but I do think also that, um, uh, you know, there there are people that you can watch making, if you like, the same mistake over and over again. In other words, a situation in this case they, that needs to be resolved, but they won't resolve it. And you in can, a way that's in the way that's satisfactory for you. Yes. No, not, well, I mean, but that's kind of what the problem. Well, maybe, is. maybe not. But I mean, in the broader sense, if somebody has an issue within their family, and you know whether they're being trodden on or not taken taken for granted or whatever the issue is, and this friend is getting annoyed because this other friend keeps telling them about this over and over, and without seeming to make progress, presumably the friend who wrote into us is giving advice and saying, "Well, you should do this, and you should do that, and you should, you know, stand up for yourself and assert yourself and insist on this and insist on that." but like that's all very well and good and I think that's part of the cut and thrust of a friendship and that's probably what this perhaps other friend needs to hear doesn't mean they're necessarily going to do it yeah. do you know we yeah. all know of people who won't do it and that's you know cute cute quacky music Um, you know I also think the universe will keep delivering you the same stuff over and over again until you learn how to deal with it and, and it's frustrating to watch somebody 
constantly kind of falling down into the same kind of uh, issue within the family again. But as Declan said, you can't force anybody to change. No. Like, you know what I mean? So if you, the only the only thing that I would give her any kind of leeway on is that if you're fed up listening, do you know the way if you just think, oh, we're not discussing this again. I've said yeah, all just... I have to say about it. Then by all means say, look, you know, I've kind of said everything yeah, I have to all say on respect. that and we're going to move on. Yeah. I do Don't think dump that, the friendship I do think out that the that sometimes friendships and conversations within friendships are about the talking stick. Who has the talking stick? And sometimes the easiest way for somebody to hold on to the talking stick is by talking about their problem because that automatically gives you kind of conversation rights. And I think sometimes that's what people do. They go, also, they go on about their way or they go on about their boyfriend or they go on about whatever it is they have no intention of really taking your advice they just want to talk about themselves but surely people are allowed to do that yeah so yeah. let them talk about it and then move on and so what you do if you're sick of listening then talk about yourself right. that's um, my advice I'm not sick of listening okay. just so you know you done? but we are <laughs> but here, yeah, you have to stop talking but we have reached that point oh no, <laughs> oh, no it's been so helpful for me <laughs> Declan thank you very Declan's much Barbara, thank you very much there yeah. always available to answer your questions <laughs> 53106 and have loads of texts coming in on, on the boss loads of great advice for that and that will be on its way after the break Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank think again weekdays at 2pm on News Talk. Dublin's electricity system needs an upgrade our population is growing and our energy usage is too That's why AirGrid, state-owned operator of Ireland's electricity transmission grid, is powering up Dublin. We're shaping Dublin's electricity future, upgrading underground cables to future-proof our power system and bring more renewable energy onto the grid. Find out more at airgrid.ie forward slash Dublin. AirGrid, delivering a cleaner energy future.